Welcome to the Tier 1 Performance LV Podcast, where we help you find your inner athlete by discussing all things from fitness, health, mindset, optimizing performance, self-discovery, and growth. Cool. On today's podcast, we are joined by Alex, who's the creator of the Ninja Endurance Racing Team here in Las Vegas. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Benny, how's it going? Thank you. Man. Thank you for having me, man. Nice, all good, mate. Uh, what's, what have you been up to this week? Uh, running in the heat. It's trying to survive the heat. You know, as summertime here in Vegas is always a little toasty. So just adding another challenge to training. And the way I see it is the hotter it is, the tougher it is. It just means that come fall time when it gets cooler, I'll be ready to run fast. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> um, think what, I think you actually might have told me, or I heard it somewhere, or is it they say heat's like a poor man's, poor man's altitude? Yep. Altitude, yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's one thing I always tell myself. The yep. hotter it is, it's like, yep, it's, it might be tougher now, but it's going to pay off. Pay in off the in the end. Yep. Cool, man. Uh, mate, I think, well, obviously, the first time I met you, you know, through Cat and through, you know, my old job, I've just always known you as Alex. To me, Alex the runner. And, <laughs> um, I think if anyone could be a runner or embody the, you know, being a runner, it's for me. It's you, and um, you've actually come up in many conversations when, when I tell people I don't, I don't like to be labeled as a runner because yeah. I don't feel like I'm a runner. I like to do a bit of everything. Sure. But when I think of someone, you always come into my mind where. I see you every day on Strava, logging in miles. And no <laughs> Gotta get those likes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'd say you're a full-on runner. So that's one of the reasons or big reasons why I wanted to get you on here, mate, and give yeah. the, you know give your uh, story. But, mate, tell us, like, where did running become a huge part of, like, who you are and just your lifestyle, mate? Uh, yeah, no, this this goes back a long time. Um, I mean, I uh, as a kid, I was always, you know, running around outside playing and stuff like that. But it wasn't really till I got to high school. Uh, we won't say how long ago that was because it was a while ago. Um, but uh, I, I just remember like that summer was the summer of the Olympic Games and just watching people on track um, competing. And I was like, that looks like fun. Yeah. I want to go do that. Yeah, um, and so I signed up for cross country. Uh went to the store, got my first pair of running shoes and showed up to practice. And yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I fell in love with it. I honestly don't know why. Yeah. I wish I could come up with a, you know, a particular moment, but it was just, I don't know. I just, yeah. I love it. <laughs> so mate, like back then you mentioned you joined like the cross country. Uh, yep. So I know in England and at my like high school, cross country was like probably the one sport where you, we got told you was doing it because you was, you know, maybe seen as being a good runner. Right. How was it over here, mate? Like for you, was it was it tough to be part of the team or could you just join the team no matter what? Um, you were able to join the team no matter what. The the coaches that they had at um at Palo Verde at the time were very they were very lenient as far as anybody could uh be a part of the team. The only caveat was if you wanted to race, you just had to come to practice. Right. right. You know, so um naturally i went to all the practices and i was always the one who i wanted to learn more and you know be better so i was always asking the questions like how can i get better what do i need to do to recover what how do i you know become faster etc cetera, etc cetera. so i was always as a sponge i guess would be the best way to describe yeah, it yeah. you know want, wanting to not be the typical freshman even though i was a freshman in high school you know yeah, yeah. um 
And so, yeah, I just, like I said, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I, I give credit to coach Davis from Palo for actually having the patience to put up with me. Cause I know I was a bit of a nuisance slash head case too. Um, you know, and his patience, his teachings and everything are just something that stuck with me. And I, and I think that's why I appreciated not only just him, but my whole running experience, like in, in high school, because I'll be honest, I was terrible. I mean, I was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I was maybe like 80 pounds. I was like four, eight, you know, I was, I was a string bean basically. Yeah. And, um, I show up to practice and people are like, who's this guy, you know? Yeah. And, um, coaches had the patience to work with me. And then by, by the time I graduated, I was, um, all division, um, all league, um, in, in track cross country, not, not quite. Um, I never was able to break into, um, like all division. I was always like on the cusp, but I, I, I was able to graduate, um, winning the two mile my senior year, um, at, at divisionals before going on to region. So it's, it, it, it's like a, like a long journey. It, yeah. It's the best way for me to describe it was that. So not, I think that that's why I fell in love with the sport is because every time I always found a way to just improve and knowing that satisfaction yeah. um, made me want to do more. And then having a coach that believed in me also mm -hmm. made me want to do more. So I think that's why I just, I fell in love with the sport. <laughs> was the, other than running mate, and obviously like, as you just mentioned, kind of getting into it and just, you know, being a sponge and wanting to just be the best that you could. Was there anything else that like a younger Alex was into like other sports or anything else? Or was it just solely kind of track and cross country? Um, the, in high school, it was definitely cross country and track. Um, just cause it made sense. Like if you ran cross country, you were obviously going to do track in, in the spring, you know, yeah. cross country was in the fall. So during the winter, um, I would just basically do like our winter off training program, but you know, I would still go out and like play basketball with friends. Um, I, I, when I was much younger, when we lived in California, um, I did swimming, um, as well. So that there was a little bit of that. I mean, I, like most kids, you know, you kind of bounce around to see what you like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really running was the one thing that just, that's, that stuck, stuck the most. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know, like you, you always hear like the, you know, like the positive in a way stories of where everyone's just, someone's had success from start to finish and they've yeah. just gone from level to level to level. But it's kind of cool that you've, you know, you just said you wasn't the best. Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> you kind of, you stuck with it and you've persevered. Yeah. And, you know, as we'll touch on later on, like some of the stuff that you've managed to achieve, which I know there's a large number of people, probably myself included, who like to have some of them stats behind them. Right. But um, yeah, we'll touch on that. But uh, so back to uh, the high school and you mentioned your coach. Mm -hmm. Well, mate, what was what was the big thing about that coach that kind of kept you going, or was it the fact was you always going to turn up, but he just guided you in the right direction a little bit more? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the, the, there were two coaches. Um, uh, um, coach Davis was more of like the assistant. Um, there was another uh, head coach. I won't say names, just to be just to be nice. Um, but he, the the head coach was actually wasn't really fond of me. Um, whereas the assistant coach Davis really was. So it was just the way he saw, he was willing to look past all my deficiencies as not only as a runner and as an athlete, 
Um, and he saw that because I was willing to make the investment of coming to practice, yeah, yeah. you know, doing all the little things to want to get better mm -hmm. that I think that's why he kind of took me under his wing. Um, and you know, doing all the little extras and then he, even in the winter, like I was, I, I was one of those, I never missed a practice, yeah. you know, um, during the winter, it was the same thing. I would always, I was always the first one there. And I was the last one to leave because I just, I was very adamant about wanting to get better and everything that he always said um, or that he would tell me to do, I would write down and I would just ingrain it into my brain just because the way I saw it was if he was willing to spend that much time in me to develop me as an athlete, then I felt that it was only appropriate for me to obviously reward that by performing yeah, yeah. you know oh, yeah, and, and, and so because of that like it, it's it's just something that just stuck with me yeah you know and and, I, and i've carried on beyond that you know i mean i graduated high school a long time ago went you know ran intramural at, at uh, college and then beyond that that's something that i i tell my athletes now that, that i work with is if if you commit to the process and you buy into the program and then that that's the big thing it's not just showing up and doing everything but you have to believe in the system that you're in yep and know that it's it's going to get you where it is you want mm -hmm. to go that's going to take you a lot farther than you know you could have ever have imagined and, yeah. I, and I think that for me was was the big thing was having was having that I guess mentorship what would be the best way to describe it yeah um and so it, it's it's something that to this day, like I said, it, it it stays with me because of that. Yeah, and I think one thing I do want to really highlight there is when I think back to it's it's key for any, especially an older person who's involved with you know younger people, especially around that high school mm -hmm. age, and you know even younger, that you can pretty much mold them, and you could basically have a lasting impact, whether it's a positive or a negative. Yep. Whereas if both of them coaches have said, oh, Alex, he's, he's not the athlete, he's never going to win this, he's never right. going to, what's the point? Hey, you know what? This isn't the place for you. Who knows if you'd be the person you are now when it comes right. to the running aspect of things. Yep. And even just maybe like with your confidence, you know, mentality, that could have changed your whole direction of life. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think it's huge that anyone who's involved with youth is – You've got to be in it and be positive, no matter if that kid is not right. going to make it to the big time. Yep. Still, hey, let them enjoy it and be a part of what they want to do. Right. Just, you know, see it as a, a good thing, really. Yeah. No, and, and I agree. I mean, for, for me, it's like, I mean, I, like every high school kid, every every kid wants to go off and compete at Division One. Yeah, yeah. You know, I knew that was not going to be in the cards, you know, and I realized that probably by the tail end of my junior year, um, heading into that summer before senior year, I was just like, I'm good, but I'm, I'm not at the level that I know that I, where I'll be able to, you know, probably compete beyond, beyond high school. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, coach James was always like, that's okay. But as long as you're able to get up every day and compete, whether it's for the, for this school, if you decide to go into college, it doesn't have to be D1. It could be D2, D3, JC, or whatever. But yeah. as long as you go out and you do it every single day and you give it your best, that's what counts. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and that to me, like, when he told me that, I was just like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. He's right, you know. And and it's, it's true because so often I feel like, especially at that age, the focus is on being, you know, being number one, being number two. But 
you, that's not always the case for a lot of people and, and that's okay. You know, it, as long as you go out there, you give everything you possibly can. And if for whatever reason that can only take you to like a D3 school or a D2 school or, you know, maybe a JC, that's fine, but at least you're getting a quality education out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the work that you did, yeah, yeah. you know? And I think to me, that's more important than running at, ucla or u of a or oregon you know because every kid like really in high school dreams about going to oregon don't get me wrong i would love to go to oregon i would have loved to have gone to oregon you know but i just knew that wasn't it wasn't it wasn't for me and and who knows maybe if if had i gone on i would not even be running now you know because for me the big thing is um now it's being a runner for life yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it sounds cheesy, but something that I learned and that he kind of engraved, engraved in me was that if you could find meaning in the kind of running that you did, then perhaps you'd be able to find meaning in life. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, for a team, for a school, for pleasure, for a bucket list, mm-hmm. whatever it is, find the meaning in that. And that's going to help you in every single aspect of life. And so when he engraved that in me, I was just like, ew. Like, (laughs) write that down. (laughs) Yeah, mate. So I've I've spoke about this a lot. And again, people that I deal with is, and and you'll be surprised, mate, that, you know, adults have a problem with this is, one, the purpose. Yep. They don't understand the purpose, which you've just touched on, that you found that, you know, within high school. And then also, um, once you've got the purpose, it's almost like that leads into your identity. So you've, you've, You've identified who you want to be, who you are, and right. you know you know a little bit of okay. You're not, not that you're limiting yourself, but you kind of know. All right, I'm not like you just mentioned some of these great like college schools. I'm not going to be there, but it's not going to stop me once I get past you know this phase, and then right. obviously for the rest of my life, like this is who I am, right. and I'm going to buy into this with you know whether it's your daily actions, and then obviously some of the things that you know you've accomplished so far, which again we'll touch on. Mate, from so from high school, and you said you're not going to make it big time like D one, but where what 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 was the next thing for you, mate? Uh, in the running. So uh, my situation was a little bit different, just because as an immigrant, you know, um, finding a school that I could go to and to be able to afford was, was a bit of a challenge. So I decided to stay here locally and attend UNLV. So uh, just to cut in, mate just for people who are listening, like obviously I know a little bit about the story from obviously knowing you. Can you just tell us just a little bit of the background as in, like, yeah. so people understand like <laughs> what you're talking about? Um, so uh, I am what they call a dreamer. Um, I was brought here uh, to this country um, as as a child. And so I've lived here in the US for 34 years. Yep. Um, I am not a citizen or a resident just because I'm one of those people like said, because I was brought here, I can't really apply on my own for citizenship. Yep. Uh, but I was still able to attend school and, and do all that. So I was the first in my family to graduate high school. I was the first in my family to graduate from college. Um, but because of that, I was kind of limited in my options back, you know, many, many moons ago as to where I could go to school um, because of financial aid. Cause obviously I couldn't qualify for financial aid. Yep. Um, so because of that's why I chose to, to attend UNLV, um, I got into all the schools that I wanted to go to, cause ideally I, I did want to go to the university of Arizona. Um, at the time they had one, of one of the best journalism programs in the country. Um, but just because of where things were in my life, 
you know, UNLV was just what, 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 what uh, I had to settle on. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I still feel like it, it worked out. Um, I, I ran intramural for, for UNLV. It was, it was intramural slash club um, for, for about two years. Um, and it went, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, college running is a whole nother level yeah. for, from high school, you know, and like I said, just cause I knew, I knew I wasn't at the caliber to compete, yeah. you know, um, collegiately. So for a couple of years, I kind of like, I don't want to say I walked away from the sport, like I would still run, but I wasn't as active. Um, what I did do is upon graduating high school though, is I went back to my old high school at Palo and for a year, um, I was a volunteer coach. So then helping out like the, the younger generations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that for about a year. Man, um, in that time was the, was the any young Alex's that you came across where you're like, yeah, there, that was me. There, there were several, there were yeah. several, you know, um, and, um, there was one kid in particular who, um, he, he was a year younger than I was and his parents were always trying to like get him, get him to emulate me just because it was kind of like a similar story, you know? And I just told him like, you just got to buy in the system. You know, if you do everything that you're supposed to do, it'll take you places. So by the time he became a senior, like he actually wound up having a pretty good career. Um, and then once I went back to coach, there were a couple of other, a couple of other kids who were also, I was like, just stay with it. You know, um, most of them went on and they were able to compete at state, okay. um, you know, once they got to be like juniors and, and seniors, which I thought was awesome. That's something I never got to do. Yeah, so yeah. at least in cross country. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that, that, that was, that was pretty neat. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> mate, at that time, so like you mentioned, using the well UNLV, which is yep. what what level is that, mate? Like in, in uh, college, UNLV is is a D one school, but because of Title Nine, they don't have a, a men's program. Oh, okay. Um, they have they have a women's program. So there's always been like either intramural or club or some loose affiliation with the university. Right, right. Um, for a while, even after I graduated, too. Um, this was maybe about 10 years ago. There was a petition going around to do like a, almost like a UNLV running team per se. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's been hard to have interest just because the local running community here has always struggled on the men's side, right? Having people, because again, UNLV just hasn't really fully backed. And that was our problem, which is why I only did it for two years is. The, the university was willing to be like, yeah, sure. You guys can do it intramural. You just got to find your own coach. You got to find your own facilities, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Which, so right. that was kind of a challenge. You know, we had to like pay for our own races and everything. Um, and that's why I was just after two years, I was like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're spending more money. <laughs> we're getting waxed. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's, it's no longer being fun. It, it, it's almost becoming a chore. Yeah. You know, yeah. during them times, mate, uh, well, in any of the races that you can remember, was there any, like let's just say big name competitors who have gone on to the big stage that you can maybe say i was shared the race line with these guys or girls uh the my my one claim to fame and this i was still in high school it was my senior year because at unlv no not really because we would always go to to smaller smaller races you know invitationals um and even then we'd still get waxed but in high school my, my senior year when i went to Foot Locker, my, my claim to fame is that I got beat by both Mel Lawrence and Collier Lawrence, who now run for um, Wazzle. 
their sponsored athletes. Um, I think Mel, if I remember correctly, even made the Olympic trials in 2016 for track. Right. right. Uh, I mean, both gals were phenomenal athletes. Like we knew they were going to go places. So yeah, it's yeah. seeing them run now, like professionally, like big time, it's, it's no surprise. So my claim to fame is that it's like, I not only got beat by both of them, I got <laughs> spanked. <laughs> yeah. that's cool buddy um so may i don't well is there anything else that you just may want to add about like the collegiate days um other than well what kind of like is, was there anything after unlv or was that when it kind of stopped oh uh, well, it kind of stopped i mean it, uh, i'll be honest the college i partook in the college experience so there yeah, was yeah. also a lot of you know late nights extracurricular activities if you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. so I, I think that was also part of the reason why my running was kind of so-so in college um injuries obviously probably also popped up was because of that but i mean i think having that experience you know made me appreciate when i did take that break you know for for about a year and changed maybe like a year and a half when i started running again more more than just like two or three days a week that it made me appreciate all the growing pains that i went through you know mm -hmm. from high school to you know i like to say flaming out in college um to where i am now or had that again had that not happened i maybe would not be where i am at today yeah you know um and it also made me i think a lot more passionate than about being involved with the community yeah you know being big on community because i i i felt that we just didn't have that support mm -hmm. you know even though we were club intramural or whatever it was or just you know eight guys just, yeah, just you know meeting up that. meeting up to run with the unlv logo on our chest you know yeah. it's I, I felt the lack of community support was something that kind of stuck stuck in my mind and so because of that i i've been at a point since then to really be involved in the local running community just helping out where i can yeah, yeah. As, I, as i like to say having my fingers and everything yeah. <laughs> and then uh my last question on the like well the high school and the collegiate stuff but mate, how often would you guys be training like what's what's a typical week uh, uh, running track athlete so in high school we were doing six days a week mileage oh god i have to dig out my old journals i still have them because like, i'm a data junkie um, we were probably doing maybe like 35 to 40 miles a week, um, during season, they, we would cut down obviously because we'd have competitions twice yeah. a week, typically like a dual meet, like in the middle of the week and an invitational, like on the, on the weekend, uh, off season, we would probably bump up to like 45 ish, yep. you know, um, college we ramped, I, I remember running up to like 75 80 and I, it was a huge jump for me and i think that's also why i had some issues and again my extracurricular activities probably didn't help yeah. um but yeah there there it was a lot more 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 um more hardcore with like the weight training and everything yeah. too so mm -hmm. um with high school it was like five to six days a week and then the off season it was mostly five days a week and i would just run by myself like on a saturday or a sunday yeah um you know that was before we had garments before strava before like yeah. before all the technology that we have now yeah you know so it's i feel like it was a lot more rugged back then than oh, yeah. the that than nowadays i'm like man i would love to be in high school again because yeah. like with my garments and everything we got like the recovery boots all these i'm like oh man yeah. <laughs> I'm like maybe i would have been faster who knows <laughs> yeah, the what ifs yeah that's right <laughs> oh, that's cool man man i like that you um mentioned obviously like once you got kind of out the 
college stuff now, let's say we're moving into the adult Alex yep. as a runner, you know, being involved in the community. I mean, I've, I see you as a guy who pretty much knows everyone, especially in the running community here in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. and even even further afar, man, everyone seems yeah. to, yeah. like I said, you have your fingers in pies, as we would say in England. But um, that did that lead you into make, creating the, you know, like the team Ninja Endurance Racing or was there something before that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, the that's actually, actually the huge reason why I chose to create the team was I felt there was a need or there was a lack of, 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 um, of appreciation for like the everyday athlete. You know, not yeah. again, not everyone is going to be that number one runner that's going to be able to be sponsored by mm-hmm. a particular, you know, brand, brand or something, yeah. you know, all fills up the stand. Exactly. I, yeah. I felt there, there were people out there who could also receive that recognition, still working their, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, eight to five or whatever jobs like, like I like to call it the yeoman's worker. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I felt there were people out there who could be part of that community who were not getting that representation that they rightfully deserved. Yep. And so myself and then Tim Riley, um, who I met at a, at a local 5K, um, and we started running together, came up with the idea about just starting a team. And it, it, it was kind of a joke. We were out on a run. It was, I remember it was, it was in the summer and like, oh, we should start a team. Like, no one's ever going to see us coming. Like, we're going to be ninjas. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then we got together the next night for poker and beer um, with his brother-in-law and a couple of other friends. Got, got, got hammered. And apparently that's when we came up with the idea to actually make the team because I don't remember <laughs> any of this. So then a couple of days later, he sends me a text. And he's like, hey, like, check your email. And I'm like, okay. And I open up my email. I'm like, and I see the logo, like Ninja Endurance Racing, Speed is the, you know, Essence of War. And I'm just like, what's this? Oh, it's a running team. What do you mean it's a running team? Yeah, like I created this. Like, what do you think? Wait, you were serious? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's do it. Like, you know, like YOLO. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so that that that's how we started is, you know, it was myself, him, his, his um, brother-in-law, and um, Gamini. Uh, shout, shout out to G-Man out there. And a couple of other buddies who have since moved moved out moved moved out of town, who you know were brand new to the sport and were just looking to get you know get into shape and just get be- better fitness. And so that was our our starting five. Was that yeah. was was that? Yeah, yeah, that was that was eleven years ago. Eleven years ago. Oh yeah, eleven yeah. years. Eleven years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's strong. Yeah. Cool man. Um, yeah. So like, once you so you. you in a way, the team's just been created. Yep. You've obviously got this, this, let's say, the startup team, yep. um, the originals. What was the next thing? Like, what was what was the goal of the team? Was it just like, hey, we're going to run and represent Team Ninja or and do our own thing? Or was it like a particular area that you was looking to maybe take over? Um, initially, it was just kind of like, hey, we're, we're, we're like a new club. We're just going to show up and just run. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tim was kind of like the brains of the operation uh, in the early days of getting us hooked up with like Brooks uniforms and like I mean he he took it like all out and I was like oh like yeah, he's pretty serious about this um so that's what we just started doing we just started showing up to uh 
local events with the Las Vegas Track Club, you yeah. know, um, doing 5Ks. We started doing the Las Vegas Running Team 5Ks. And then back then, the Las Vegas Track Club had a thing called the Championship Series, which was anywhere between 12 to 14 events at anywhere from like a mile to a half marathon that you could partake in. And then at the end of the year, whoever had the most particip participation points would win. And so uh, halfway through, Tim was like, well, we should try to win that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> why not? Like, wouldn't it be cool if these average Joes show up and, you know, win it? Yeah. And so that was, that was 2011. So we, you know, we started doing all those races and then by 2012, um, we started getting more, more recognition because obviously we, you know, we started doing veteran races, people then started seeing our logo and then they're like, Oh, like, well, what's this, what's this? Yeah. And, um, within a few years, we went from just five of us to, at one point there were 32 people. Wow. I, 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 yeah, the 32 people, which was nuts because I mean, we'd show up to events and I'd have to pitch Ted and like have the table. Like my parents were like, like, like the team parents, so they'd always bring snacks and food and drinks and everything. And, yeah. you know, um, we would show up to races and they'd be like, Oh, the ninjas are here. Like they're all, like, they're, they're, you know, they're obviously going to sweep or whatever. And so, yeah, man, like I, I think back to those days and to know that we grew from five people to, you know, 30 plus to having like a huge recognition in the community. And, and that's really what I cared about. Cause we, we had people who were, who were moms, who were dads, single moms, single dads, like people who would work, you know, graveyard shifts. We had like, um, all sorts of people that people that worked in the casinos and everything who were out there and they were getting recognized, which is really what we wanted from the beginning. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was the big thing is, you know, people who got overlooked were now getting the attention that they had properly deserved. So mate, the wow, like so mate, these thirty plus people is is this strictly at the moment like local Las Vegas kind of people? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it it, it was it was all local runners and I mean, our age group or our age range actually I should say was 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 pretty significant. Like we had people who had just graduated from from high school from my old from my old high school Palo. We had kids from from Palo that that joined their team. We had kids from Durango, Del Sol um maybe centennial i don't remember um uh, so we're talking like 18 year old kids to you know adults in their um at, at the time back then were you know in their late 30s or even in their 40s yeah, yeah. like you know so it was a, a whole range of, of people um and we'd, we'd show up and we would work out at unlv twice twice a week then we'd either meet at my house here on the weekends or somewhere around town and do like our long runs. But we were just out there in the community and it, it was just, it was neat seeing how, you know, I was kind of like in the middle as far as the age group or age bracket, um, I guess you could say, um, seeing how like our younger kids would get along with like the older adults, you know, cause then they were like a second mom or like a second dad, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a lot of them actually wound up then doing Ragnars together and stuff like that. Right, right. So it's, 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 I don't know. It's, it, it was awesome. Like I said, it's, and it was all walks of life. Like we had, like I said, you know, people that worked in the casinos, we had um, people that worked in retail, like factory jobs, like you name it. Like we, we had it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So kind of like 
Well, the team's up and running, mate. Obviously, yep. it sounds like the community is building, you know, yep. whether it's around the team or just within Vegas. Uh, kind of more back to you, mate. What was, at the time then, what was your goals or what was you focused on? You know, like the team's established now. Yep. You've got that kind of sense of community or building it. You know, what What are you looking towards? Like, what's what's the next big thing for you? Uh, so by then, Tim had moved away. So um, he was in the Army. Um, and so he got deployed um and so then i kind of took over all the operations of basically everything and then you know the one thing that stuck in my mind and it was from our early days when he said why can't one of us always be a winner of the championship series why can't one of us do it you know just all we have to do is show up train and give our best Mm -hmm. and so then that really became our focus for the next probably four years was developing every runner that we had to be involved with the track club and then to have them compete at the championship uh, races. Um, and it got to a point where um, 2012, 13 and 14, um, we had over 12 members that were finishing in the top 10. Um, and that actually even, even went on to go win it too. And so that really became the focus was, getting our, our, our runners to, you know, be considered like the best runner in town yeah. without necessarily being the fastest guy, but it's mm-hmm. no, you were the best one on that particular day. So you got the points for coming out to this event. And then, you know, over a, a lapse of a whole year, you were able to finish as the number one ranked runner in the city per se. Yeah. So that really just became the focus where, um, I was the first one to win it. Um, and that was 2012. I got to look at it. Um, and then, uh, Gamini won it. We had, uh, Betty who won it. Um, because of that too, then the the focus became on being, um, recognized as the best team in the city. And that just meant as far as community support goes, being involved with the community, membership participation and then at the races so we were able to win win those awards for a couple of years in a row and so that was my main focus was building that strong community and having us succeed as not individually but collectively yeah yeah. you know because the way i saw it yeah okay so like the year that i went okay whoop-de-doo like i won the championship series but then if no one else was getting recognized to me, I felt like that was a wasted opportunity. Yeah. So I always been at a point to have everyone be recognized. And so I, when everyone who came in bought into that, it's like, oh yeah, like, like they would see, you know, oh, Gamby's working hard. Like I want to do it too. Like I, you know, if if he's able to do it and he's working, you know, a tough job, I should be able to do it too. And so then that became our focus mm-hmm. was everyone together succeeding. Yeah. yeah. And and that that's really what drove us. Um, and in, in those probably early, early four or five years, like I said, um, I, I had to look up. So in 2013, we won the, the, the team award. 2012, we won the team award. 2013, we had someone win the championship series on the women's side and 2012 as well. Um, on the men's side... When did I win it? Oh, 2011. Okay, I won. So I won 2011. So that was the first year, actually, then right, right. Um, when we started the team. 
and one of the women that we picked up along the way also won it. Um, she was a stay at home mom at the time, yeah. a, a mom of three boys. Uh, she went on to win. And then that became our, our focus was once we realized that we were able to do it. Yeah. Okay. If I can do it. Mm-hmm. Then any one of you can do it too. Yeah. You so know, it's like the blueprint. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that became our, 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 our focus for the next few years. And I mean, if you go to our website, you'll be able to see like, you know, we had people placing fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth on the women's side, on the men's side. Second, third, fourth, fifth in 2012, 2013 was the same thing. 2014 uh, was the year that Gamini won. Um, and it, we, we just kept on building from that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Mate, during them years, even though you, it sounds like obviously the team had dominance uh, within this, was there any like other local clubs or just maybe people that was maybe individuals? Or it was like when you seen them at that event, you're like, oh, right, game on. Yeah, we've got to um, we've got to work a little harder today. The the, the big joke at, at that time was whenever Andrew Andrew Duncan would show up to an event, you knew you were going to race for second, and that was okay, you know, because we're like, okay, if we one of us gets second place, then it's still more points for us as a team and as a group to help us get to where we need to go. Um, so we'd see, you know, Andrew warm me up, and we're like, oh, Duncan's here. All right, second. Um, and then after that, it was just kind of a crapshoot of just, you know, whoever, every once in a while, you'd have like a sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the women's side, we're like, oh, Erica, Erica Stram's here. All right, you guys, you guys are going for second, and that's okay. Just work hard, push hard, you know. Um, so it was always uh, Duncan by himself. Um, there was Red Rock Running Company. Um, their team was was always was always out there competing as well. Um, there were a couple of other groups too. There was, uh, Sin City Roadrunners, um, who I had ran with prior to making the team with Tim, um, for, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, just local people who were never really part of any group or teams, but just several runners who you would just see at events and yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, there's, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. So. It, you always knew you were going to have a good a good race because of that. But to be honest, with the with the way the track club used to set up the championship series events, almost everybody who wanted to partake in that was going to be at that event. So you knew you were going to, you know, you were in for for a good race that yeah. day. Like, and so I I always made it a point um, when I would do our training was to set us up for success for those particular races. Yeah, you know, obviously everyone always had different goals, like running a half here or a 5k there. And I would always find a way to incorporate that into their training, but I would, I would circle those local events here mm-hmm. as like, this is a goal race. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, race for the cure was always a big one. Like the Danny Gans was always a big one. You know, uh, the championship 10 K was always a big one. Turkey trot, you know, Vegas half. Um, so I would always circle those big races as, okay, these are the ones we're going all in on. So our train is going to focus for us to peak here. And it, 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 it paid off. Cause like I said, on, on race day, you would see everybody, not just from like our, our, our top runner, but like all the way down the board, everyone would always do really well. And, you know, most of them would PR almost in consecutive races. Um, and it, it, it was nuts. Like, and because of that, people seeing, like if you're at a particular event and you start seeing the same group over and over again and you see that they start having the success, well, then you're, well, what are they doing? You know, yeah, yeah. 
I, I want to find out what it's all about. So then people were coming up to us and talking to us and, and stuff like that. And that's actually how we wound up getting a lot of people yeah, yeah. Join, join the team or even just to come out and even run with us and train mm-hmm. with us was because of that was because they were seeing people that, you know, were everyday runners having that success. Yeah. And so I think that's what carried us through, you know, to, to be so well recognized within the running community. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, man, it sounds like an awesome time, especially when you <laughs> yeah. create something. And then obviously from that, you create success. But like you said, not just only like a solo success, but as a team. Yeah, and again, yeah, there's nothing better than like winning as a team. Yeah. Um, no, I loved it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mate, when, so when did you start to get into marathons or when did that become a thing within for you personally? So I, as I, as I started to get older and my speed started to go, um, like most people, you know, I want to run a marathon. So I did. So I, I ran my first marathon in 2012 LA and I, you know, I did it, whatever. And I was like, I'm never doing it again. (laughs) But then just being around everyone that was part of the group and the team and just in the running community, the big focus was marathon, marathon, marathon. I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. So the older I got, the more I started getting beat by the younger kids. I was like, I think it's, it's just, it's just time. Like with the way that I run, I think the marathon will probably be your best bet to do well in. And so I, would say I probably started running them more consistently after 2014, 2015. Um, and that's when I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I, I ran, I ran Boston for in 2014 for the first time. And that's really what sealed it for me was even though I had a terrible race, um, I went in super injured and broken, but I was like, I'm going to finish, but seeing, how the city and this was obviously after the bombings and everything too Mm -hmm. so um seeing how the city and the community not just in boston but just everywhere came around the race that day it's just something that i can't ever put into words that made me realize you know what this is it Mm -hmm. like this is something that i want to look forward to and i'm gonna marathons are me now and so yeah like it's i mean i've I, I do one a year now. Sometimes I've been able to do twice or two in a year, but I just, I love the marathon. Yeah. Give me a marathon over a 5k any day, <laughs> which I know sounds crazy, but yeah. I'm like, I'm too old for the 5k now. <laughs> yeah. and, mate, just so people realize who are listening to this, who might not be aware of it, but like, just tell us, you know, you can't just rock up to Boston unless you may be doing a charity like spot. Right. Yeah. So you tell us like, I know, but tell everyone who's listening, you qualified. I, I did. So I, I, um, I was fortunate enough to have qualified in my first marathon when I ran LA, I, I broke three, I ran two fifty three Oh two, uh, and really, with really no real knowledge or training. I was just kind of just running. <laughs> so again, you everyone, know. just so you're aware, some <laughs> people still don't know, but a ma- full marathon is 26.2 miles. There's yep. no other marathon. There's the full and then the half, which is half 26.2 which is 13.1 yep. quick maths. Yep. So yeah. So you did a full marathon in two hours and 52, 53 minutes, 53 minutes and uh, two seconds. Um, what I remember most about that, there's two things I actually, I remember most about that marathon is um, around 
mile, I think it was like 12. I'm like, man, I really got to pee. And I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm like, do I just pee my pants? <laughs> or do I like stop and pee in a corner? There's like people cheering, there's kids. And um, I came across a porter potty and I was like, screw it right here. So I stopped and peed. Uh, and, and the best part is I'm sitting there staring at my wash as I'm sitting here peeing and I'm like, come on. <laughs> I lost uh, 18 seconds. I remember this to this day, 18 seconds. So I'm like, who knows? Maybe I could have ran faster. Uh, and then the second thing is, don't ask me why, but I wore, and I think it was more of just lack of knowledge, really. Um, I wore uh, racing shoes that were clearly too worn down. So by the time I finished, I had the biggest blood blister you could possibly imagine on the bottom of my right foot that when I crossed the finish line, I had to get carried to my family because I, I, just, I couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't recommend ever doing a marathon in 5K flats for the record. Because yeah. that's what I did. But again, I was inexperienced. I was, yeah, yeah. you know, a, a noob for, for lack of be better terminology. <laughs> yeah. Now, sometimes that can be like, I don't know, it's almost where the enjoyment comes from. I, I, I kind of say this a lot as well, is the traveling into the unknown. Yeah. So it's almost like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a mini adventure. Even yeah. though I, all right, I'm running 26.2 miles. But every step along that route, you know, you yeah. might be feeling great at one point. Like I said, you, my nature calls and you're like, what, what am I going to do? Can yeah. I hold it? Can yeah. I, there's probably a load of million different thoughts that went through your mind. Yeah. And then, and then obviously like down to like what you wear. And then I think that happens from anything is obviously you gain experience. So right. probably next time, like, all right. I'm going to make sure I've got some good shoes. Right. I'm going to make sure maybe I'm not too hydrated or like try to balance that out. Although, you know, the body can just, right. when it starts to yep. do its thing, it's, you know, it's, it's well, it, the way I look at it now, it's, I, I ran that marathon with no aid, which blows my mind now. I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. Uh, I was, I mean, I, I, obviously I was hydrated because I had to stop and, and use the porter potty. But then I didn't really start grabbing water cups till probably around 15 or 16, which by then you're, you know, well into the race, which is not something that I would recommend doing now, obviously, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. And I just kind of just, in the words of Forrest Gump, I just felt like running. Yeah. And that's really what I did. I just, I just <laughs> took off. And I mean, internally, I knew I could probably break three. Um, and because I had never ran a marathon before and the way L the LA marathon did it back then, I don't know if they still do or not. Um, they see you in corrals based on whatever, you know, times you have ran in the past, but yep. because I had never done one, I got sent all the way to the very back. So, I mean, right. I was behind like the, obviously the elites, but like your A, B and C, and I think there's a D corral or there was a D corral. I don't remember. And anyway, so, I mean, I started way behind everybody. So when you know, once I was able to cross the start line, I just kind of just took off. And I remember passing the sub three hour pacer at probably like around mile four ish. And I was like, okay, well, as long as I stay ahead of this guy, we're good. And, you know, as the race goes on, I'm just kind of like doing the mental math in my head and like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Like I get, you know, I got to push. Um, there were a couple of rough spots, but then like around mile 20, um, I was like, Oh, my legs hurt. And so from like 20 to 24, I was in a real bad place. Like I'm hot. My, you know, by then like the blood blister, I can feel it. So I'm, yeah. you know, and 
there's cobble there was cobblestones or like cobble roads uh in that stretch of the course so just stepping on that was just painful like everything was screaming yeah. and i remember the sub three hour guy caught me and i'm like uh oh i've slowed down so mentally i told myself okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna hang with these guys till i get to 24. once i get to mile 24 it's only eight laps. I mean, I know it's obviously more because of the point too, but mentally I told myself it's eight, eight laps around the track. Yeah. You can do eight laps around the track and you're going to take off. And I did, I hit mile 24 and I was like, all right, second win, let's do this. And, um, I just took off and you know, adrenaline or whatever it was, I was able to finish. And I love looking back at the photos from that day and you could see my expression yeah. you know in those in that final while as i'm coming down santa monica boulevard you know and i'm just like um it, it's surreal because that moment i mean you just you can't put it into words you know yeah. i mean unless you've you've done it where it's like your first marathon like it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's so cool and it made me appreciate you know every race that i've done since you know i've obviously i've, I've, I've gone on to, i've done boston new york and chicago but for me it was just like wow, you just did it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you were able to overcome all your negative thoughts and like you ran a marathon and you broke three and you qualified for Boston. Like, whoa, <laughs> you had no idea what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, mate. So, um, I mean, obviously with the years of, you know, like from the high school days up to the collegiate and then obviously, you know, like when you started to focus on the marathon, I'm sure the years of work that you put in had kind of helped you obviously you know it's not like you just rolled out of bed one day and thought hey i'm gonna do a marathon you know <laughs> but but again yeah to run that um i also think that you mentioned about you know the blood blister and you know how you was feeling inside like not starting to drink the wall until like mile 15. Yeah, <laughs> but uh it's crazy mate and if you can maybe put it into your own words but like talk about like that mindset like the mind can push the body further than what the body thinks or the body lets you know but. yeah I, I mean that day it really it's uh, for me it was more of just getting to the finish line and, and then just telling myself that i could do it you know because yeah. i mean i had never ran that far before obviously um but i knew you know like I, I go out and i run red rock every weekend like i was running here locally and i you know and i was I knew I could do it. I just had to believe that I could do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that I think is the big thing that often gets overlooked is well, physically, yes, you can do it. You know, you train and, you know, you do all your training and strength training and whatnot, you do your miles or whatever. But if you don't believe that you can, that you can physically not only get to the finish line, but accomplish your goal, then it doesn't matter how much you prepare because when you hit those tough moments, you're going to fold up like a lawn chair. And so for me, it was just that it's like, I knew I was like, no, yeah, you're going to do this because you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Not you know, person. and again, my family was there. I was like, you're coming and drive all the way out here for nothing, Like, you're going to do it, yeah. you know? And then again, just thinking of the team and everything. So it, 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 it was just that it's, I just believed I could, Yeah, you know? And that I think was, was the big thing is every time I would start to get tired, so I was like, nope, no, no, no. Like, Mm -hmm. you know think of this person and how many times you ran with them like okay and that would kind of help me snap out of it you know and and that's something i i still do to, to this day you know um i i always think back of all the people that have gotten me to the start line yeah, yeah. you know and i'm like this is my i guess you could say victory lap parade mm -hmm. way of thinking them and it's by coming out here doing the best that i can and doing it 
Yeah. And it's, it's that it's like, you're going to do it because you can't, Yeah, you know, if you, if you, if you wouldn't be able to do it, then I wouldn't be out here. Yeah. You know, I, I've always, I've always told people for every reason for when you tell me um, that I can't, I'm going to give you three reasons why I can't, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show you that I can. Yeah. And yeah, call it a grudge or whatever. But once, and then when I do, I'm like, you know, <laughs> what does J- JC say? Rub the dirt off your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, mate. I, uh, nah, I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, um, I think it's, you know, some people give you positivity and, you know, build that. Yeah, mate, you can do it. The other people that may doubt you, I think then that's on the person that's receiving that doubt. It's then how do you use that? Do you use that and turn it into some sort of like into positive fuel to yep. motivate you on? Or do you listen to it and then literally kind of succumb to it and be like, yeah. oh, you know what? They're right. I can't do it. Or so. I think what you've just done there, mate, is you've basically used from the positivity and the negativity and just turned it into all positive oh, energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's having I, that self-belief. I, I mean, I, I've, I've had over the years, countless people, you know, with running, you know, tone up, you know, when I first started, um, I had the knees of a 90 year old man, as I like to say, like my <laughs> knees just weren't strong. Cause again, I was a string bean, you know, I had like no muscle, no nothing. And so I had, people that were constantly telling me, you know, coaches, doctors, trainers, like, you can't do this, yeah. but why mm-hmm. he can, why can't I, Yeah. how is you know, my body different? No, yeah. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so all my life, you know, my parents were always people that told me anything that you put your mind to, as long as you work hard and you believe in yourself, you're, you're going to be able to accomplish that. And so I think that's also why I have that engraved into my head is because I feel that if I buy into it and I, and I believe I can, I'm yeah. going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, mate, what's, what's a couple of your, I think we touched on one there, obviously your first marathon and uh, qualifying for Boston. But um, what's your, any any other like memorable moments or just events that like stick with you to this day? Um, and- I, I mean, there's nothing like your first Boston. I mean, really, there's, that race is special, you know, for so a myriad of reasons that I could, probably write out an encyclopedia about and i would still find a way to leave things out um boston is always special um when i ran chicago and i ran my my marathon pr um, i i ran with gamini we ran together for uh i think was it i think it was like 16 miles we ran together and then he's like i gotta go to the bathroom so um it was pretty uh okay day weather wise it was a little bit windy but seeing again, like we talked about all the hard work that you put in on that day come through on race day mm-hmm. was incredible, you know? Um, so, you, I mean, there's obviously that when I won the championship series too, I think back in 2012, that was, or doesn't, I'm sorry. Um, that for me was special because it made me realize, okay, I do belong, you yeah. know, with all these other, you know, good athletes out here. Um, I don't get to break tape very often just because there's always, I've, as always, there's always a bigger fish, yeah. you know? Uh, but the last couple of years I've been fortunate enough that in the 10 cases that I've shown up at, I've been able to run well and I've actually have been able to come in first. So for me, that's, it's just, it's special because again, I don't get to do it that often, Yeah, yeah. you know? So like this year I've been lucky enough to have done it twice once here locally, Granted, there were some discrepancies with like the timing and whatnot, but when all was said and done, I thought that was pretty cool. Like yeah. being 
being a local resident and then winning like the rock and roll 10k was pretty cool because even at work then um the chefs and everything were like oh you're the chance they were putting posters up all around the kitchen <laughs> and the restaurant and like i was getting food like that whole free food for like two weeks i'm like oh man is this what it's like like yeah. I, I can get used to this i gotta win more often chumps like oh exactly like right. and that's what they were calling me too like <laughs> i'd come into the kitchen like hey like i'm missing it oh here anything for the champ anything for the champ i'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> it was one race you know yeah. um so there's that um i'm trying to think like i i mean new york's kind of cool you know new york was a one and done for me really like eh. um I feel like all roads kind of point back to Boston just because it's such a special, you know, A, you have to qualify to get there. Yeah. You know, and then even if you do qualify, you have to wait to see if you're even allowed to, you know, compete because of the, you know, the, the bracket size. The, the bracket size, exactly. Uh, and, and then just seeing all the people that you, like, for me, friends that live all over the country that I only get to see there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so for me, that's cool um my better half always laughs at me uh now too because through all my social media trolling um i've been able to connect or connect with a lot of like uh professional runners and so yeah. then meeting them there you know is always kind of cool too yeah. so you know like um that's why i feel like boston is always cool uh center barbara was neat only in the sense that Cat and I were wandering around downtown, uh, or no, not Santa, Barbara, Santa Rosa, sorry, Santa Rosa. We were wandering around downtown and we just happened to have bumped into Ryan and Sarah Hall, which I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, at a running shop, we're like, oh, hey. Um, so, I mean, that that's kind of cool. But I'm like, I'm trying to think what other memories like, and I'm sure later on I'm going to think of something else and be like, oh, I should have said that. Um, and it seems. Overall, mate, not that I know many, like obviously compared to like you and, you know, like, and Kat from the stuff you've done, but it seems like, you know, like running athletes who are, let's say the pros, they're all generally pretty cool. Like yeah. just normal people that yeah. they just obviously have an ability to run further or faster than yes. most of us. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're pretty, just like I said, if you reach out to them, talk to them on maybe IG or like you said, you come across them in person, yeah. they're actually just normal, chill people. Oh, they, who yeah. Are, yeah, it's, you know, the funny part is, <laughs> and uh, one of the ones I've, I have said that I've been able to connect with, but there's, there's a couple that are like, I'm really close with. One of them was uh, Kim Conley. Uh, she's super awesome. She runs for Nike, but uh, the, not this year. So 2019, obviously before COVID, um, it was one of those where Kat and I were walking just down um, Boston. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's Kim Conley. And she stopped and turned. And she's like, oh, hey, you're Alejandro. You're the Brown King. And I'm like, hey. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> my Instagram <laughs> handle is the Brown King 08. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. So then I'm sitting there, you know, having a conversation with a two-time Olympian. Yeah. You know, um, the oh, this is one that actually stands out. Probably the first time, actually, when I got to meet a pro runner was um, – Georgie Ann Moline, um, runner bay, like, huh? <laughs> um, I was in Arizona for a half and, um, that Christmas she had issued out posters. If I recall, yeah, po posters. And so I sent her a message. I was like, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool 
is if you were to sign this for me. And so she replied back saying, let's make this happen. And my jaw dropped and I'm like, like really? Um, and I mean, I, I was just shell shocked, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mate, that's cool, man. You know, I, I thought, I thought it was just cool. Cause it will a for one. I mean, this is someone who's got, you know, a slew of followers, but she took the time out of her day to reply back to me, you know? Um, and she goes, whenever you're in Arizona, let me know and we'll find a way to connect. And so this was, I think this was 2016, if I recall correctly. Um, yes, because she was, uh, she was gearing up for the trials for Rio that year. That's right. Anyway. And so we go down in February for the race, you know, and I was like, you know what? Shoot or shoot. <laughs> like, what do I got to lose? So I sent her a message and I'm like, Hey, just letting you know, like I'm going to be in, um, in the Phoenix area. I know you're in Tucson. If it'd be really cool, if there would, maybe we could possibly find a way to connect. If not, don't worry about it. And she goes, Oh yeah, I'm going to be in town that weekend. Cause my mom lives there. We'll do lunch. And I'm like, wait, what? And she goes, yeah, like, don't even worry about it. Like, we'll go out to eat. We'll talk. We'll get to know each other. And I'm just sitting here like, I just want you to sign my poster. Like, yeah. you're taking me out for a meal. Like, this is awesome. So we wound up meeting her and her mom. Um, and, and you can ask Kat this. I was so star starstruck. Like, I was fumbling, like, you know, like a little kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, but just sitting there talking to her, like you said, I'm like, she was just super casual, nonchalant. And here is you know, a world-class athlete. Like she competed at London, you know, she was a rock star at the U of A, you know, and um, she had like global medals and everything. And so that for me, I thought was cool because she took time out of her day mm -hmm. and she didn't have to, yeah. you know, and she did. And so that I thought was neat because it showed me, I was like, wow, like you said, they're normal people just like us, yeah. you know, obviously just with, more god-given talent yeah you know but i i to me that still stands out and that after that it just cemented my fate okay i'm going to start reaching out to as many as i possibly can and i've been able to befriend a whole slew of people so it's, it's cool yeah sometimes too mate it's like it's, it's a little bit of a if you don't ask you don't get right so it's like if you don't put yourself in a certain position to like i said maybe if it's just a conversation or get something yeah or even just whether it might just be a little bit of advice yeah who knows you know like i said if you don't put if you don't create that opportunity yeah it's never really just going to land at your feet and be like oh this just happened because right it's like you know you, you almost have to make it happen right most of the time and that's honestly how i wound up with my coach that i have now was same thing just like you know replying to a or sending her a, a message she replied back and then that's your tip friends by the way if you ever want to get someone to to notice you all you got to do is get them to reply back once and then whenever you know you send them a message they're more likely to see it so shooters keep on shooting <laughs> um but I, I was asking her for advice um about training uh or as strength training goes um and then we just kind of started connecting and then i met her in boston in 2018 actually and then you know we kept in touch um here and there and so then once she retired from professional running um and i was looking to um, get a new coach and she mentioned that she was going to be starting a, a, a coaching business it just made sense to hire her since she was already doing my strength training to begin with yeah 
you know, and so that's how I wound up having my current coach now. Uh, but again, that probably wouldn't have happened had I not reached out to her, you know, uh, four years ago now and, you know, through, through social media, Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and I'm happy. Like Nicole's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think, Shout out to Nicole. <laughs> I think the other thing too, mate, is, um, I always get a little bit, and I don't do this very often, but I've done it a couple of times and it's actually kind of worked out good. Like the same way that you've said is I always kind of think, ah, am I going to come across as a weirdo if I just like <laughs> hit up this person yeah. as an IG? But yeah. I also think that it's, again, if you know yourself and, you know, not to offend anyone, but if you're not a weirdo, yeah. if you message someone, the worst they can do is not reply. Right. And, uh, and, uh, and again, at least you could say, you know what? I tried, yeah. you know, and it is what it is. Cool. We'll just keep it moving. Yeah. Now, obviously if you become someone who keeps pestering them to a certain point, right. then maybe you're a little bit of a weirdo, <laughs> Yeah. but yeah, I've, I've messaged a couple people, uh, like like ultra athletes and yeah. they've hit me up like within a day or two and yeah. gone, like just help me with the advice that I'd asked yeah. for. And yeah, and then, you know, then I start following them and, you know, just seeing what they've accomplished. Right. You know, it kind of, again, motivates you and just, yeah. you know, it's kind of, like I said, it's it's good to have people to almost look up to. Absolutely. But then, like I said, they can almost not mentor you, but just give you some little tips and advice. Well, and, I feel like because, like, you know, we've, we've said they are normal people. They go through the same things that we go through. So when you do see, like, the people that you look up and you admire also have those daily struggles. It almost makes you feel, I, I think, feel better about how you're handling your adversities. Yeah. You know, and I've always taken all the feedback that they've given to me and I've applied it to everything because of that, you know. So knowing that, that they go through it too just makes me feel better. Where, you know, if I have a shit race where I'm like, well, it happens. Yeah. You know, there's going to be another start line. There's other on to the next one yeah you know um i've always found a way that like using intentional thinking in the sense that don't focus on what i haven't done but focus on what i what i what i have done yeah you know that's something that uh my current coach nicole really hammers me about like we're you know when we were training for boston this year uh my my road to this race was bumpy to say the least you know, and I was honestly worried about what I could do just because I hadn't done a race in such mm -hmm. a long time. And the ones that I had done before were kind of crappy, but she always kept telling me, just focus on what you have done. Mm -hmm. Focus on the journey here and where you are now, as opposed to where you were three months ago, six months ago. Like if you focus on what you haven't done, it's not going to get you anywhere. You know, on race day, that's not going to help you. What's going to help you is believing in yourself and showing everything that you have done. And it's funny because I feel like most of the runners that I've talked to or pro runners, that's what literally they all say, you know, like when they were at a world-class event, that's what would help them, you know, get, whether it was to like advance to the next round, if it, they were track athletes or if they are track athletes, or if it was like at a road race, it was in a, in a rough patch. It's focused on what I can do to help me get to that finish line, you know? And, and it's cool because then when they have been able to have, like, for example, uh, Natasha Wodak. Um, if you guys don't follow her, you should, especially if you love cats. She's a Canadian runner. Um, lives up in Vancouver and has made the team for Rio and then for London. Um, she had the Canadian record in the 10,000 and a half. Like, she, she's legit. Anyway, um, when she won Lima, the, the, the gold at Lima at the um, Pan Am Games, I remember I was watching that race here 
you know, and it, it felt cool to celebrate with her because knowing how she had struggled to get there. Yeah. You know, and my favorite Natasha-ism, as I call it, or mantra is, yes, you can. You know, anytime I've ever reached out to her whenever I've gone into a race when I feel like I don't feel confident or like after like a, or I, I just feel like I'm in a funk and I need someone to kind of help me snap out of it. You know, if sometimes Nicole isn't fully getting into my head. She'll be one of the first people I go to. And she's always like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's tough, yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't tell you how many times I've used that. Yes, you can. You know, and her elbows in, thumbs out um, is something, you know, like a mental check to like, stay in it, stay, you know, stay, pump those arms, get those legs moving. And yes, you can, you know, which also brings me back to like me. Well, I can do this because I believe in myself. Yeah, it's hard, but you can do it. You just got to believe it. So hearing like, yes, you can, you know, from someone like Natasha and then like Nicole saying like the intentional thinking, you know, and then me myself telling me I can do this kind of helps me in those rough moments, get to wherever it is I need to go, you know? So that's, that's cool. So thank you for that, Natasha. <laughs> so, um, so mate, from your experience, and I think we've kind of touched on a couple of them, but so let's just say to your average Joe who's out there who maybe signing up for the first half, first, you know, full marathon, you know, maybe even something, you know, bigger than that. But then let's just say maybe they're in doubt or they don't even know where to begin. Like from your experience, what, what, few key things would you say are, are vital for you to do or to at least I, I like to use the word stack the cards in your favor as much as you can I, I think the big thing is having a good support system uh, will, will get you where it is you need to go you know I mean it's it's I know it's cliche but it, it really is it's 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 the key you know for me it's obviously like friends and family you know, yeah. having your bag, like, hey, like, keep going, especially on days when you don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go out because it's too hot, it's raining, it's cold, whatever it is. You just don't have the energy. It's family that'll be like, like, hey, you got this, you know. Um, having a good recovery system as well, I think, is also key. So, like, I go to Canyon Lake back in therapy with Dr. Nick Savachi, and all the niggles are huge because you can't, you can't run like a Ferrari with a check engine light. You know, if your check engine light is on, you're just not going to be able to go fast. Yeah. So having that support system as far as the recovery is also key. You know, having accountability from people in the running community as well, too, mm-hmm. I think is, is huge, too. You know, and if you're brand new, the best thing to do is to find find the local running groups. You know, find when they meet up, show up to a run and be like, I'm brand new at this. Mm-hmm. And teach me and be a sponge, you know, that, that, that's the best thing. I mean, obviously I, sh- I should say be a sponge, but in the sense that absorb what's good, cause there's a lot of information out there and not a lot of it is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, do yeah. due, <laughs> um, due diligence, do, do your yeah. due diligence, but, um, nevertheless, like, you know, whether it's from pro athletes or even people here in the community that, mm-hmm. um, that you see do well, you know, reach out to them, uh, you know, find out what they do, you know, whether it's the shoes that they wear, like, you know, the stuff that they used to train and how they train, like be a sponge, like be an open book. And, and the beauty about it is when you're first starting, because you are so new, you have no limits, Yeah. yeah. you know, and, and then even me, who's been doing this for 
I've been running for 22 years. Like I still have no limits too, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're brand new, like the road is yours, like you can do whatever it is you want to do. And you know, whether if it's your first 5k, guess what? That's going to be your PR because mm-hmm. you've never done one before. If it's your first half, that's going to be your PR yeah. and you can only get better from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's, that I think is, is big. It's just reminding you or reminding yourself that if this is your starting point, where will you be in a year? Yeah. Two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. The world is yours. <laughs> I think uh, one big one that I'd like to get out there too, mate, is you've mentioned it already that, you know, you have a coach and uh, just from my own personal experience. So, you know, I got wind of the whole Boston, you know, BQ. I asked, you know, what's this, what's this? When I kind of just moved to Vegas, I, I didn't really know what it was. And then, you know, people mentioned, you know, hey, if you run a sub three hour marathon, you qualify and you, you know, you'll be known as a pretty legitimate like runner because you'll have, you'll have had to have done some sort of training unless you just, like I said, naturally, you know, you've got that God given talent, which for speed wise, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> so once I got that given, just to fast forward, you know, I did my first marathon, trained myself. I'd always been that, you know, like just aggressive runner is the word I always say from the military. It's like run fast, run hard. And if you're not running faster tomorrow, you're not working hard enough. And right. I've learned that along, you know, through my experience and kind of maybe doing it the hard way is your body cannot keep running into the ground and running redlining because it's going to blow up at some point which basically happened to me which i've spoken about many times before but what i did was uh, to everyone listening is that's how me and alex truly got connected i knew of alex in the community and i knew that he'd been to boston a couple of times so logic the logic light got turned on and it was like well if this guy i know him and i think we was at an event to do with the old gym think there was some sort of running event and you was literally there in person and yes you know sometimes maybe as especially for me you know ex-military this and that all these accolades you know sometimes that pride can kick in but you know I I sucked up you know plucked up the courage and I went up to Alex and I went you know I obviously knew Alex but then I was like mate do you know what I need help I'm trying to do this I'm trying to qualify for Boston this is what's happened I feel that I've got the ability to do it but I just think that I'm, you know, I'm either I'm doing something wrong or I'm, you know, whatever, I'm not doing enough of something. And, you know, we connected. Alex took me under his wing. Uh, he, I think we did, what, a 16-week program or 12 to 16 weeks? Uh, the first time I think we did 12 weeks because it was for... Oh, because you came in actually last minute, didn't, or yes. kind of last minute. That was it. I managed to do, I think, a three or seven. And right. what the big factor was by the time, so it wasn't nothing to do with Alex, to not trying to throw him under the bus. At that point when Alex (laughs) came in, one of my big things was I was lacking volume. So I was going hard and fast and doing my long runs and getting the speed, but the volume in the legs wasn't there, which then kind of, you know, my legs blew up on the day. So then that was it. We was like, right, hey, we've got a full season ahead. Yeah. We're going to get together. We're going to do a big plan. And I think that was the, what, 12, 16-week plan. Yeah, I, I think that one that one was 16-week because we, yeah. we, we build you up gradually. We, yeah. we, we threw in some, like, smaller events leading up to that just yeah. to get you get you ready, get you focused, and get you used to the, the pace that you needed to do. Yeah, that was it. On top of the volume that I was giving mm-hmm. you to be able to, yeah. to I, 
And I remember too, like like Alex has mentioned earlier, that at first, like it was a big change to me because one, I was doing more volume. I was I went from running, I think, three days a week, which I thought was enough, to then running six days a week. And I think at some points I'd be running seven days, even though one of them was just going out for three or four miles at a snail's pace. Yeah. A snail's pace. But then the biggest one, and uh, I've mentioned this to Alex a number of times, and I know probably chuckle. But I, one thing that stuck out to me, which had me scratching my head initially, was to run faster, you have to run slower at times. And I was like, that just doesn't make sense, especially with my background and what I've been doing. But once I came out of the other end, I understood what he meant. And basically, again, it was, I can't, you can't redline and you can't just be aggressive and try and attack every run to a high intensity. Sometimes you've got to, take the easy runs easy and then when it's time to go hard and push the you know push the speed if you're going for that speed then there's certain times that you have to do it and it's almost being smart about it and having a plan and just to fast forward you know under the guidance of Alex as a coach and you know kind of like mentoring me through that time and the other thing which I'm sure Alex will uh, back me up was the biggest one is if you do have a coach you have to be willing to be coachable and that was the one thing yes. I said to Alex. I was oh, like, dude, yes. tell me what to do and I will do it or I'll at least attempt it. And if for whatever reason it's too much or and, and there was days when I, I, I bonked and I just didn't have the energy, we'd quickly, you know, rejig the plan and be like, all right, go out tomorrow, try it, let me know how you feel. And there was a few, you know, growing pains is what I call it. But I gave Alex everything. And on the days that I didn't do stuff or I couldn't do it for whatever reason, I was honest with him because again, as a coach, you need to see the bigger picture. Oh, absolutely. You can't, if I just kept telling him, yeah, yeah, it went good, mate, it went good, he's going to be like, oh, cool, the plan's working. And then when it comes <laughs> to the day, it's only me or the person who's doing the event. If you don't achieve it, you're the only one that's you know at fault. And the coach can only do so much as guide you. That's one of my biggest things when I'm yep. working with people. Yep. But um, yeah, and then like, for, like I said, from working with Alex on the second time round, I managed to run, I think what I think it was, yeah, two hour 52. 52 yeah. And then I got my BQ uh, qualifier. And then one thing I want to um, highlight too is I remember on the day, so on this particular race, you're kind of running a gradual downhill and then you almost take this sharp right turn. And it's like, I think there's like six miles to go. And after running downhill for so long, you almost feel, even though it's flat, that you're almost running uphill because your legs just get heavy. And I remember, well, Alex was there waiting for me and then uh, Renee was there and they just ran alongside me. Mm-hmm. And even though I had, you know, I'd had the 20 miles on my legs and I still got to, you know, complete the race. Uh, it's, I don't know whether it's spiritual or emotionally, I felt like I had a safety net. And I think that when you find a community or at least a few people that are there to help you, like that support network, like I said, there wasn't, touching me but i felt like i had this safety net that was just kept me going at the pace that i needed yep. to yep. and i you know pretty much i was hurting and i was you know in the hurt locker but i just blasted through and like alex mentioned himself i need to hit this time not only for me but because you know the work that alex has put in my wife's at the finish line you know this is something i've been working towards and like i said the whole accumulation of the stacking the odds in my favor it all came through and like I said, the, a lot of it was to do with the guidance of having someone like Alex 
you know, be in my corner and help me basically improve as a runner, not just physically, but mentally. And um, yeah, it was one of the greatest achievements that, again, still sticks with me to this day is when I passed that line and I seen that time. And then, I, you know, I think if I remember, mate, I broke down crying. You did. Because I did. was just like, <laughs> it was literally. We all do, though. It's, yeah. 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 And yeah. The, the reason why I broke yeah. down crying, um, it wasn't, well, it was because I achieved the time, but it wasn't initially the time. It was, that was the first time I'd felt the same camaraderie from the time that I was in the military. It was like, man, this guy turned up, he's got my back and he crossed the finish line or well, guided me to the finish line. And he was there from the start to the finish. And it was just being able to share that moment with him. So for him as the coach, me as the, you know, the uh, apprentice and kind of almost like you've evolved into, you know, an accomplished marathon runner. Yep. So just again, mate, just to like, you know, publicly, you know, I know we spoke about this plenty of times, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, I'm mate, it's a fun memory that will stick with me to, you know, to like probably the day I die and yeah. I pass this on to anyone that I'm working with. Right. That's the power of what a coach can have on someone and the impact. And again, on the other side, if you allow someone to have that impact and that direction, great things will be achieved. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm believing. Yeah. I don't know if it's, Alex wants to add anything to that. No, it's it's it's, it's buying in and it's, you know, like I said, it's buying into the system. You know, like I think back to my high school days, I could have chosen not to have done that and I probably yeah. would not have been able to succeed it the way I did. You know, currently with Nicole, it's the same thing. Like, um, I, I mean, I've, COVID's been, been kind of weird, but the races that I've been able to show up at, I've been able to run well. Um, I can't judge you for uh, crying at the finish line because I'm famous for ugly crying. <laughs> like mm -hmm. 2018 Boston, the apocalyptic weather year, I, you know, ugly cried the whole probably last mile. Uh, when I ran Mesa a couple of years ago, that was actually my first marathon under Nicole. Uh, same thing, I'm like crying to the finish line. Uh, Boston this year, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cry a lot. I'm a sentimental guy. What can I say? Um, but it, it's, it's knowing that, like you said, you put in all that hard work and it pays off, but when, when you really buy in and you believe and you invest, that's the best reward. You know, it's, yeah. it's like I tell people, it's, you know, every workout that we're doing, it's a deposit that we're putting out of the mm -hmm. bank, you know, so that on race day, we can, we can cash it out. Obviously sometimes things happen, you know, fine. But when everything clicks. And even when things go rough and you still have a good day, like with a lot of the athletes that I've worked with, I'm like, you ran better today than you did two, three months ago. Mm -hmm. Look where you are now. Look where you were when we first started. Yeah. If this is where you are now under, you know, when we've only been running together for X amount of time, where will you be in the future? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's huge when, when you, when you buy in, because then you allow yourself to be coachable. You allow yourself to invest into the system and you're going to do big things yeah. that, you know, again, there is no, it goes back to, yes, you can, <laughs> like oh, you yeah. can absolutely do these things. You just gotta, you know, believe in yourself and, and, you know, do the work and I will promise you it's going to pay off. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely mate. Um, man, I'm going to jump into just some quick fire, like questions that I have with sure. uh, all of the guests. And then uh, just kind of going to, well, touch on a little bit of what well, we've mentioned that, yep. you know, you do coaching and then, you know, if there's anyone who's obviously listening to this um, when they get to this stage, you know, like how they can potentially, you know, connect with you to, yeah. you know, get into 
some of the um sorry you know get maybe a plan together or even just yep. a bit of guidance sure. uh, we'll do all that stuff but um yeah the big 10 mate so what is your favorite artist as in you know musician artist uh like favorite artist oh that's a good question uh i mean i have like a favorite band it'd be the yeah. red hot chili peppers so, there's three chili peppers tool and stp so i'll take a part favorite yeah. meal favorite meal are we talking like dessert here because if we're talking dessert then it's cake because i'm a fatty mcfatty or cookies <laughs> that's why my cat's name is cookie um food mm. anything yummy as long as it's not onions i can tell you that i guess that that that's that's my answer is less or least favorite meal or food item onions there you go everything else is Every, everything else is game um mate, what book are you currently reading or what book have you just finished <laughs> so you're gonna find in your goodie back today benny um i just started well there's two books i should say um molly huddles how she did it book yep which because through my trolling is signed by her along with kim conley thank you kim and molly for that um and it's a, actually a story or it's a collective uh stories about how people were able to overcome whatever you know obstacles in their life to become world-class runners athletes olympians etc uh and then obdi's book too if you are a runner then you have to know obdi who's been running for like 500 years oh yeah he's made five olympic teams um obdi's world so that's on my um both of these are on my um reading list also signed thank you Abdi. <laughs> thank you Kim, for that hookup um so those are the, uh, the two that i'm working on um there's uh, other books that i have kind of on my nightstand that i've started and i haven't finished yet because i'm terrible about that because this is what happens is i'll get a book signed yeah. i'll start diving into that one but then i want to start the other one <laughs> and then next thing you know i've got like 10 books sitting there it's like a, it's like a buffet of books oh dude it's so it's bad funny. it's so bad That's <laughs> um Mate, what's your, which I think I know the answer, but favorite sports team? Uh, football, the Niners. Um, if we're talking basketball, Phoenix Suns, uh, hockey, Anaheim Ducks. Wah, wah. Baseball, I'm a lukewarm Atlanta Braves fan. Uh, soccer, uh, Mexican national soccer team, and Barcelona. Nice. Uh, favorite athlete? Favorite athlete? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, that is a good one. Hmm. Cause I feel like no matter what I say here, some of my people are going to be like, really, you didn't pick me. <laughs> um, gosh. Oh, you got me there. That's, hmm. It's obviously going to be runner related. I'm just trying to think, oh gosh, there's so, I can't just pick one. I'm sorry. There's, I mean, if, if we're going to start throwing out names, um, Natasha Wodak is awesome. Um, Kim Conley. I love her. You know, she, she, she's great. Mike McCurrent coach um georgianne um natasha rogers i like her story too yep um emily nfl it's cool uh any of the boss like the the boss babes you know right. emma cover and all that yeah yeah, I, yeah it's too many today. I, I can't just pick one i'm sorry <laughs> uh the mountains or ocean oh the ocean do you have anything that you are scared of like a phobia or anything like that freaks you out i'm terrified of heights which is funny because when we were in New York City, I told Kat, I want to go to the Empire State Building. <laughs> and then they take you to the top. And I'm like, oh, freaking out. Oh, I was hugging her like, 
Oh God, it was sweating. It, oh, dude, it was so bad. <laughs> and then we did the, the same thing with the was it the John Hancock Tower in Chicago? Yeah. I want to go there, and I, yeah, that, I'm a noob. <laughs> Mate, uh, hitting the town or hitting the sofa in a movie? Uh ooh, that's. I feel like I love being a potato at home because it's like the best thing ever. But I also am down for like a night out of town with friends and stuff yeah. like that because it's always fun to do that. So I'm gonna say 50 50 on that. What's your biggest influence, mate? So, or maybe, or again, who's your biggest influence or what was your biggest influence? Oh, dang, you're going deep here. Um, Gosh, big, like, are we talking sports here? Are we talking or just, just like in life in general? Yeah, like someone like like directly to you that's had an influence on. You know? uh, my parents are obviously a big influence on me, just because everything that they've instilled in me. Yeah, you know, you you, you got to give props to mom and dad, uh, my better half, who always obviously pushes me to be like a better person every day. Um, I mean, if if we're talking athletes like running wise, then again, it's the same people that I've already mentioned. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I, I look up to. I mean, that's that's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, buddy. Ah, uh, uh, mate, where do you see yourself in a year's time from now? Uh, a year from now, uh, I'm still running, obviously, because, like you mentioned, that's everyone knows me because I'm always running. Uh, so that, um, and then still, you know, being really heavily involved in the community. Um, there's a big goal of mine to hopefully within the next year or two to start bringing back the racing community that we had when I started the team. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, that's something that's, that's like in, in the, I don't, I don't want to say in the works yet, but definitely like on the horizon where, you know, hopefully by then I can start having, um, events and stuff like that planned yeah um so I, I would say that and then just just you know like just still being involved with the running community as far as like candle lighters on delay and or just anything else you know um through tim kelly we, we we work with um the las vegas running company and provide pacing duties for like conventional oh, people yeah, come yeah. in you know so mm -hmm. I, I i love doing that i, I you know want to expand that so that it's not just our group that handles that but like other people as well mm -hmm. um Coaching, running, married by then, more cats, hopefully. If <laughs> cat lets me have more cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome, buddy. Um, mate, just to kind of finish off, what I like to do, obviously, for everyone is, you know, uh, get the plugs in, mate. So, sure. you know, obviously, you're still active as in coaching people. Yes, still active. Yeah, uh, mate. How can people, you know, listen to this if they're interested? How can they connect with you as a coach? Uh, uh yeah so there's um through either social media or even through our website you can just go to the website ninjaenduranceracing.com i have like a little sheet that you can fill out there that just sends to me or sends to the team email i should say which is basically me yep uh getting information um you can choose to email the team which is ninjaenduranceracing at hotmail.com yep um or through social media either on facebook at ninja endurance racing or instagram at ninja endurance racing yep. <laughs> you're seeing a theme here um or even just reaching out to me directly either on facebook or uh on instagram although if you do do it that way you're probably going to have to search me by my full name um uh alejandro belmares because yeah. it's just i'm being official i guess you could say 
um, or even just through like the people that I work with or just, you know, show up to a running event, like, um, one of the run club events and then just, um, Hey, I'm looking, I'm looking to get coached and then, you know, we can have a console and then we can go from there. Yeah. And then, um, for everyone too, I'll, um, I'll put all these details into the description, uh, you know, at the bottom, so you can, you know, check them out, connect with Alex there. Like I said, he's got a website, email for the, you know, the team racing. And then obviously if you want to connect with him personally, like, you know, kind of like the social media aspect, IG mm -hmm. and stuff, um, I'll have all them uh, handles and tags in there. Um, again, Alex, just like to say, mate, obviously it's been a pleasure. Um, I know, like I said, we've got a really good friendship that's yep. kind of yep. manifested through running. Yep. And man, I have a great saying, I just want to pick, see what you think about this. Um, it kind of hit me, uh, about six months ago and I, again, it's kind of like the labeling thing. I'm, yeah. I'm almost against the labeling as obviously, especially if it's in a negative way, but not right. saying it is, but, uh, for me, I was like, do you know what? I don't love running. I love what running does. And what I'm trying to say, what, well, what that kind of means to me is, is I don't get out of bed thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to go for a run because I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There's probably about 80% of the time I don't feel like that. But I just do it because, again, to kind of finish off what I said was, I love what the running does. I, right. I love how it makes me feel. I love the health benefits. And then ultimately, I love for me, you know, the achievements that I can get, you know, whether it's marathon, qualifying for certain things. And now for me, it's more the distance which yep. excites me. Mate, what would you say about that little statement? Uh, you see, I'd probably be the opposite because I actually love running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although, no, I agree. Like, uh, you know, that runner's high that people talk about or like, you know, I'm sure that I think we've talked about it's after you get done from a good run or a good workout, just knowing how you feel like you're all pumped up. Like, yeah. you're like, yeah, like I just did that. Like, not, not, nothing can replace that, you know, or after you have like a good race or like you said, a PR or whatever, like there, there's just no way to, to top that, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's awesome seeing how your body feels, seeing your body transform, you know, especially if you're one of those who just started from the couch to, you know, your first 5k, you know, or if your goal is to break three or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. seeing you accomplish that, like, yeah. and then seeing how you grow, not only physically, but mentally. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's the big thing is growing mentally, you know, that that's a huge change. And I think that's, that's special. Yeah. You can't put it into words. And my, my last one, Matt, for you is, well, again, I, I feel and I've kind of witnessed this myself and I'm sure you witnessed this on the, on a greater level is man, I believe that well, one running or just being outdoors is easy because it is, you walk out your door and you're there. All you need is, you know, a set of shoes. You don't even need to have the most expensive shoes. As long as you've got something on your feet, you can start off as a walker, yep. jogger, runner, like I said, maybe sign up for your first 5k and then, you know, might decide to take it more serious, but it's available to everyone mm -hmm. pretty much. But, the community you've spoken more about the community runners or the outdoor community as a whole i believe are the most positive and easygoing people there is when it comes to any other type of let's call it a sport yep in a sense uh what would you say about that mate? oh no i agree i really the best way to describe it is and it's why i think a lot of my coworkers think i'm nuts when i tell them i go and do races 
Yes, I did pay $200 to go run 26.2 miles. Why? Because I want to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and knowing there's 30,000 other yahoos out there doing it with me yeah. is just awesome. And you see the crowds, obviously, you know, out there cheering and supporting you, which is huge, you know, here locally, then when people know you're training for a race, they're like, oh, hey, like, good job, good luck, you know, yeah. crush it. And then when you do well, it's like, hey, congratulations, you did it like well earned, like you, you crushed it. Or even if you have like a bad experience, hey, it's okay, hang in there, like you'll get it next time. Seeing that large presence makes a huge difference. And even during races, like something that we talked about, you said like a memorable moment. I just thought about this actually as, as we're going over this. When I ran Boston and, or no, uh, sorry, uh, Chicago in uh, 2016, I remember th this is probably like around 24 ish we're battling headwind for those last two miles and it felt terrible because by then you're tired everything hurts <laughs> and i'm running and there's this gal running in front of me she just stops and is like "Ugh, i can't and it was myself and another guy were like yes you can like we're almost there like you got this like you can finish you know like, like yes you can and so then she like shook herself off she finished um and at the finish line i remember ran into her after and she goes, Oh my gosh, like, thank you for that. Like yeah, yeah. you guys got me to the finish line. Yeah. Like had it not been for that. I mean, I would have eventually finished, but I don't know how long it would have taken me, you know? Yeah. So again, it's that support system. When you see someone drop off, like, no, 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 come on. Like, keep going. Like keep push, 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 push. Yeah. You know, I, I've been at races here locally at um, rock and roll cheering. When I see someone near the end and I see them walking, I'm like, no, keep going, yeah. you know, and then you see them get going again. You're like, yes. Mm -hmm. So I think knowing that goes a long way, oh, yeah. you know, that you're out there with people who are going to help you get to your goal, no matter what. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. It's almost like, uh, without dragging this on too much, but, uh, you know, like team events yes. it can, can become very hostile. Like it's us against them. If you're not with my team, well, yeah. I don't care about you. We yeah. want to beat you, beat you and yeah. that. Whereas, running is the one for the most part individual event but like you said at the drop of a hat you can at any moment if you see someone struggling you automatically click it click into like almost like a teammate mode yeah. and be like come on we got you like yeah you're let's not go. far let's we're go. almost there yeah yeah and um yeah. yeah i think that's again i think you cannot beat that in the outdoor community whether you're a hiker walker runner like yep. so you're doing some serious stuff everyone who's out there i've had some of the most kindest biggest compliments from complete strangers that I'll probably, well, I'll never ever see again. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yep. uh, good. Well, just good to finish on that, you know, positive note. Good to get some extra things out there. But again, Alex, uh, appreciate your time, buddy. No, yeah, um, no problem, it's been awesome. Like I said, all the details to connect with Alex, they'll be in the uh, description. Again, if you want to get involved with running, if you're in La uh, Las Vegas and you're looking for a team, you're looking for maybe a community, maybe you're that beginner, you're shy and you're not too sure. Again, reach out to Alex, get involved, you know, look out uh, for the Team Ninja Endurance. It's one of the best groups of people to get involved with and everyone will just be welcoming. And like I said, the greater we can and the bigger we can make this community, the better it's going to be. Because again, I know Alex will agree to this, to, you know, just running and moving brings you happiness. So absolutely. I yep. appreciate it, buddy. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.